Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane. And today I have Ryan Allred in the fast lane with me today. And we are going to talk about his journey with Crohn's disease and how that has changed his life. So welcome Ryan into the fast lane with me today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Hopefully we can help some other people with issues with uh, chronic conditions for sure. Yes, that is the goal of my podcast to uh, encourage people to live better, do better, be better. And it sounds like you kind of went through the ringer before you found out what was going on. So let's start with what were the symptoms? What was your life like prior? So prior to that, I was actually really fit. I was a mountain bike racer, uh, mountain bike. I love being outdoors, very active. I thought I was eating well. And in the spring of 2012, I noticed that my energy levels were just dropping. It felt like the energy was leaking out of my big toe and I didn't really pay much attention to it. I started having some stomach problems. Later that year in October, I was actually camping and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was shivering uncontrollably. I logically thought I shouldn't be shivering because it's warm. I was on top of my sleeping bag. I still covered my son up and didn't think nothing of it. And the next morning, everything went crazy. I thought I had my appendix was going to burst. We were way back where it took a long time for us to get out. So I left immediately, got to the ER. They said, probably you have appendicitis. It wasn't my appendix. So then they send me to surgeon and the surgeon said, well, you could have a small blockage or you could still have appendicitis, some, you know, something small like that, a little bit of an infection, or you could have Crohn's disease because the pain was in my ileum right there with this, the small and large intestine meat. And I was, I said, well, what's Crohn's disease? He said, well, we'll hope it's not Crohn's disease. So they sent me in for a colonoscopy and a stomach scope. And sure enough, I had Crohn's disease. It took about three months to get the diagnosis fully. And I was kind of, I didn't know what to think because I wanted answers, but then I got the answer, but I didn't know what to do. You know, what do I do? This is something new. I've never heard of it. Um, so they started me on some medications, which put me in the hospital and I came back out of the hospital. They stopped that medication, did some more testing, put me on some other medication, put me back in the hospital. So this went on for probably about it was about six to eight months. Finally, they put me on Humira and things kind of started to calm down, but it was never fully taken care of. There was always, always problems, always having stomach pain. I'd eat certain things. Sometimes they wouldn't bother me and sometimes they would. My energy was horrible. I was gaining weight because I was on prednisone all the time, on, off, on, off. I ended up putting on all 60, 60, 65 pounds mm. because I don't know if you've ever been on prednisone, but you want to eat the whole house and clean it all night long while you're on it because it just <laughs> really gets you amped up, but it's, it's not good. Um, so this kind of went off and on. I went off of Humira for a little bit and started having a lot of problems, a lot of complications because it was expensive and I had changed jobs. And then I finally got back on Humira. It seemed to calm down and I stayed on that for probably another three years. And this is over a 10 year span. And I told my doctor, I had to change doctors because of insurance, because our insurance changed and I go to another doctor, which I, he was a very good doctor up at the University of Utah. He referred me to another doctor that he recommended. And from there, things changed a little bit. My treatments changed a little bit. He tried a couple of different options with um, antibiotics because I had an overgrowth in my stomach. 
that didn't work. <clears throat> and finally, I went in and I met his physician's assistant. And she said, well, have you ever, have they ever put you on the FODMAP diet? And that's fermentable foods. I was like, no, I've never even heard of it. And they gave me all this uh, information from Yale University and some other some uh, colleges. So I kind of started down that path and it worked for about three months. And then my stomach just kind of took over again. Everything I was on would work for just a little bit. I'm like, oh, I feel great. I'm not bloated. This is working. And then it would stop. And then I'd get frustrated. And, you know, prior, after I was diagnosed, I got really depressed. Um, it's hard if you have a spouse that's trying to help take care of you and, you know, and arguing and everything is like, I don't feel good and I can't go. And so, but luckily my wife is amazing and we worked through that and it helped us become stronger. But through this whole process, nobody ever said it was always based on medicine. Everything revolved around medicine. And now I'm like, man, why didn't I know the things I know now then? And why did I have to go through 10 years of this to, to come to this conclusion? So mm -hmm. basically where I'm at now is I'm plant-based. Um, I do meditation, some deep breathing with the Wim Hof method. I don't know if you've heard of Wim Hof. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. But I have had blood work two months ago. I have no inflammation. My, my uh, PSC, which is a, is a liver, the, basically the Crohn's disease start attacking my liver. So I have pre-cirrhosis. It's gone. Everything's normal. My blood work's amazing. So through this whole process of, you know, going plant-based, which the FODMAP kind of started me down that way. And then I, oh man, it was probably about, it was about almost a year ago. I finally started making the change fully to plant-based and I noticed changes pretty quick, especially doing the meditation, the breathing, uh, all that tied in with the, the Wim Hof method. Within weeks, I started noticing huge differences. So I had, a, I had to go into my doctor because I was on Humira, but I was noticing as I was making these changes, when I would do my injection for the next three days, I was sick. My energy would crash. Like that, I feel like I'm going back down to where I was and then it, my energy would come back and I'd go for my weekend, go two weeks, do another injection. And then I would start feeling bad. I told my doctor, there's something wrong. So they tested me for antibodies to see if my body was building antibodies to the Humira, which it wasn't. So, and I'm glad he was open-minded because I said, you know, I, I think I want to stop this. Because this, this is, not, I feel good in between these injections. I feel great. I'm starting to run. I'm starting to ride again. I've been doing some exercises, bodyweight exercises. I really would like to just stop doing it. And he's like, well, we don't really, you know, suggest that you do that. But if it, if it works for you, I think we could try it and see what happens. I said, I am more than happy to give blood work in three months or six months, whenever you need blood work, just to see where we're at. So mm -hmm. that day I had blood work done. He got a baseline. And then from there, I just went off to Humira. Um, and I don't know if you've, <laughs> these medicines are crazy because they, I had crazy brain fog. My thinking was not right. My talk to my wife and she would mention something I'm like, we didn't talk about it. And she said, yeah, we did. And there were some, you know, discussions about that, me not <laughs> listening, but. <laughs> It's crazy because these, these medications have so many side effects that you don't realize that are usually sometimes worse. Now it did, mm -hmm. it did help me, you know, be able to hold, hold a job down and, and do those things. But now the way I feel, I'd never go back, 
and I've, I've met quite a few people with Crohn's disease through the Crohn's walk um, and, and just different functions. And I've told them, and it's kind of weird because I want to scream it from the mountaintops that this works, this, this works. And I, I mentioned it one person and they told me, well, that's too much work. And I, I was like, are you serious? This can change your life. Would you rather be doing injections and dealing with pain or would you rather do this? And I know I'm committed to this for the rest of my life. It's what I have to do to, to keep my body on the plane that it's on now to continually stay healthy, but it's, it's well worth it. I mean, I've changed what time I get up. I get up at three 20 in the morning. I do my deep breathing, my meditation, push-ups, and then the cold showers are part of that. And I, I feel energized. My mind is clear. It's crazy. So it, I, I want to tell everybody, just try it. You know, even if you stay on your medications, just try maybe going plant-based, change your diet a little bit, because I thought I was eating healthy before I was healthy. You know, when at 38 years old, just get slapped up the side of the face with this disease, you have no idea where it came from, mm-hmm. why you have it. They don't know what triggers it. I don't know either. You know, I don't, I look back and I think even a couple of years before that, I was having some pretty good stomach cramps and stuff going on, but I, I thought it was something I ate. But looking back, it was probably that just kind of peeking its head and then hiding, peeking, hiding. And then finally it just, I don't know what I did, but it just full on just took off. So when you were first diagnosed, no one spoke to you at all about a diet. Not really. No, there was, there was no talk of that. It was basically just right to medicine. And when so, you were on those first medications and you were hospitalized, what was the factors that caused you to be hospitalized due to those medications? It, so my first GI that I had that actually diagnosed me with Crohn's, he said, now we're going to put you on this medicine, but you know, there's like a one in 10,000 chance you'll have an allergic or a reaction to this medicine. I was the one in 10,000 guy. Seemed like I was the one in 10,000 guy on everything they put me on, but the Humira. So my body just my pancreas went absolutely crazy. Liver functions went crazy. And I was sick, sick, fever, sweating in the hospital, horrible pain. And then the doctor's horrible like, pain, like in, in the stomach area or all yes. over the Yes. Basically in the abdomen area, my stomach was just horrible pains. And living with Crohn's is kind of like the movie Aliens, but the alien never shows up. Your stomach is just always moving. You have cramps, your intestines are spazzing out all the time. And it becomes a norm where it's like living with a stomach flu 24 seven. You get a stomach flu, it's just horrible. And you kind of just adapt to it and you keep going and doing what you need to do. Mm -hmm. But it's not, that's not a good option. There's, There's more options out there. And I don't know how we, how we can get the word out. And, and the, I think that the thing that finally drove me down this, this path was Wim Hof. I think the year before we're kind of, I was kind of getting into, you know, just deep breathing and meditation because my work is stressful. So I was like, that's a good way. But my whole life, I was told that that was hippie stuff. You know, my parents didn't believe in it. And it, it really angers me now. And I don't want to use, use the word angry, but it really upsets me that we are fully capable with our own powers to really heal a lot of what we have going on in our body, the inflammation, 
and everything else with food choices and with meditation and, and breathing and everything else, you can help combat this stuff that goes on in your body. Mm-hmm. And Wim Hof said, basically, if you don't give the body something to fight for, it'll fight itself basically. So I watched this. We did, we did, we actually sat down as a family and did a, a breathing session. It was on YouTube. And I was like, Oh, that was kind of weird. You know, your head gets tingly and you're, doing, you're exhaling, you're doing 40 breaths, exhale, and then hold. And he basically says, let the body do what the body's capable of doing. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And you kind of feel like really energized after. And we only did, I think, one or two rounds. And my base is three. But then I kind of went away from it. And then I started the FODMAP. And then I kind of started coming back into this. I'm like, oh, there's this uh, documentary on Wim Hof. I was on like Vice News or something. I'm like, I'm going to watch it. And I watched it. And Crohn's was mentioned many times in there inflammation in the body, MS, colitis. I was like, wow, this, this is crazy. So I went and bought his book and it was mentioned in there throughout Crohn's disease, inflammation. I'm like, okay, there's, there's something to this. So I started doing it religiously every morning. And it got to the point where it was making such an impact on my life that I bumped up my, my wake up time, uh, almost 45 minutes. So I could make sure that I was doing this and I have done it since then. And, and it's, it's amazing. Is I it, highly recommend it. Isn't it so sad how people, they're so, ap- they're apprehensive and then they almost get angry about something that is outside of the box. So if your medical doctor didn't tell you to do it and it's not a medication, then it's just kind of something crazy. It's a hippie idea. It's, yeah. it's too crunchy. And I'm a chiropractor, so I get this stuff all the time. There's so many things that people think I'm crazy because of the way that I do things, but I'm extremely conservative in the way that I do things. Right. But why is it that when we decide what is best for our body and for ourselves, we are looked down upon just because it's different? You know, I think, and I, and and since I've read that book, I've read so many books and I read, try to read one to two a month, depends on how much time I have, but I read every day, whether it be a chapter or half hour or whatever. Uh, And I'm reading one now called the oxygen advantage. And I think a lot has been lost. If you look back at the history of man, people have been breathing and meditating for a long time. And that kind of got lost. I think modern medicine kind of came around. People were making medicine to fix the problem, but basically it just kind of builds a bridge over. It doesn't really fix it. It doesn't fill the gap. It just tricks the body into thinking, oh, we're okay. We don't need to fight this anymore. I mean, that's what Humera does. It totally tricks your immune system so it doesn't attack itself. Mm-hmm. And I think just so much has been lost. Um, yoga is amazing, you know, stretching, breathing. And, and before that, I, I was, my energy level was crazy high. I didn't get yoga. I didn't understand it. Now I totally get it because I slowed down. I breathed through the motions, it, be, it becomes fluid, you know, and it, if I miss a morning, which usually I don't, I feel a little off. So mm-hmm. I make sure later in the day <clears throat> to do some breathing, do some stretching, and, and I feel normal. And they say, you know, if you miss it, it's working for you and you need to keep doing it. So I think just so much has been lost in just modern medicine we forgot that our bodies are fully capable of, I mean, we're going to, we still need doctors. We have broken bones. We have crazy stuff like that happen. But I think a lot of this stuff that's going on, you know, with even MS and 
the environmental or environment around us and all the toxins and everything else that contributes to these health problems. Mm-hmm. But just feeling how I feel now and what I've been through, it's like this, this is crazy. I never, whoever thought that I would battle Crohn's disease for 10 years and now I don't have, it's gone. It doesn't exist mm-hmm. in my body all through an hour's worth of, you know, practices a day that I do. Mm-hmm. Not only that, I'm happier. I have tons of energy. I'm running now three, th- about three times a week. I'll run for three to five miles plus go mountain biking on the weekend. It, it feels amazing. And I don't want to be a grandparent once I, that happens that I can't play with my grandkids, you know, and be able to get down on the ground and play and not hurt and uh, be able to do those things. So for me, it's totally worth the sacrifice of getting up and, you know, not eating the stuff that I used to eat, which it was crazy. I'd I'd get all flared up and I'd start getting a headache. And we seriously thought that if I ate like a greasy hamburger and stuff, it seemed to kind of take the pain away. But I honestly think it was just more of a mental thing. And it was actually putting me further down the road that I didn't want to go, you know? So now I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so disastrous to even try to try to do that or go that way. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you battle, I think the hardest thing going through something like this is the mental state because you mentally remember you could do this, that you were healthy and your mind wants to say, yes, you can do that. But you basically tell it to take a back seat. No, I have a disease. Mm-hmm. And I started riding to work. I got this e-bike. So I'm like, I can't ride at the level that I used to ride at just because I've got this disease. So then you start using that as a crutch, but I started riding on with this e-bike back and forth to work. And I started feeling better and better. And that's kind of where this whole thing, but it took like five years for this whole thing to happen. And, you know, I don't know, was I not ready for it? Heck yeah, I was ready for it, but I don't know. It's, it's crazy how the chain of events happen. And then one day it's like a light switch turns on. I'm like, wait a minute, this, this makes total sense. Mm-hmm. this this will work and it's working and how fast it worked i was amazed i couldn't believe how fast it worked i think it's interesting when you said when you said i have a disease and i find it people find it very easy to label themselves i am yeah. diabetic i have ce- i have celiac disease myself so every now and then i will say and this is well known for anyone that knows mm-hmm. me but I will tend to have bad gas. And so mm-hmm. my husband will kind of get wound up and I'll say, I have a disease. Yeah. <laughs> so one time I will say it because otherwise yeah. it's not that I tried to hide the celiac, but I don't want to only identify as a celiac, you know, because some people use that like oh, yeah. I'm diabetic, like that is who I am. Like I have celiac disease, but that's not who I am. It's part of who right. I am. Yeah. But- and you, you get labeled. Oh, that guy's yeah. goes, he's got poop problems all the time, you know, yeah. or, oh, and we had tons of poop jokes at our house because yeah. we figured we'd either be laugh about it or we could be angry about it. So we chose to laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it was. Even the people at work, I would try to joke about it, you know, running in and out of the bathroom all the time. Oh, where's Ryan? Oh, he's in the bathroom again, you know, yeah. type thing. But did you have regular ball movements or not? Like how, like when did that change? Uh, that happened pretty quick. And it actually, that probably that whole process of going from having like diarrhea all the time changed probably in about two months. It started to totally change with the diet and everything. And then, then the stomach pain and spasms just 
disappeared. Well, how about it, before you were diagnosed? What were your, what, what's your bowel, bowel movements like then? Um, they were kind of hit and miss. They were normal. And then I'd have diarrhea, you know, and that would come with basically what I was having was a flare up that I didn't know what mm -hmm. was going on. And then when that big one hit, I was, I thought for sure I was going to die on the mountain of appendicitis or something. Cause it was horrible pain. I was doubled over and I still had to drive quite a ways home and I got home and it was right to the ER and they're like, well, oh, appendix is fine. We don't need to, you know, there's something else going on with you. Um, but How I don't know. It, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's also totally crazy to me when you said, when you will tell other Crohn's people, patients yeah. uh, about what you do and they will say it's too much work. And I, it's so crazy to me to think that you wouldn't do everything you possibly could to feel good. And I kind of went through this with my dad because he was, he was an ill person for the last um, part of his life. And in my mind, I just never understood, like, why wouldn't you try anything you possibly could to feel good? How, how can you accept, I'm just going to feel like garbage. I am not going to poop normal. I'm just going to be in bed. I can't go yeah. to functions. I can't go to ball games. How do you get to that point where you're, you're just going to go into your shell? I don't know. I mean, there's, there's definitely depression that comes with having an immune disorder like that, but I've always been a fighter. And I think that's why I did a lot more than most people who would have something. I still try to be as active as possible, even though it wasn't a whole lot. I still tried to do as much as I could, mm -hmm. but you, you seriously get that mental block in your head that you're labeled and you have a disease and you'll live with it the rest of your life. And you come to a point where you kind of, I guess, accept that, but I never fully accepted it. I'm like, there's gotta be something else. And I always go back mm -hmm. to my doctor for my blood work and my checkup every three to six months. I'm like, is there anything else we can do? Because I do not feel normal. Every, they say you put it on Humira or Remicade or whatever you're on, mm -hmm. you're going to feel better. But I never felt, I never felt good. I never felt great. And you know, they, they add, they're like, Oh, beyond Humira, you're going to feel amazing. And it's not you you can cope with life and you become halfway normal, but you still have flare-ups and all that stuff that comes with it. And then the brain fog, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. Some days I was, I didn't even know my own name. I swear. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. what am I doing? What did we have this conversation? Did we not have this conversation? And I would forget stuff and I've never been forgetful. And I'm like, these, these medicines and my wife would swear up and down the medicines bad. It's bad. You've got to get off of it. I'm like, if I get off of it, what am I going to do? Right. Finally, we arrived at this point where I'm off the medication and my, I've always been very witty. My wittiness has come back. <laughs> so I'm starting to feel more normal. Now I've been off Humira for, let's see, it was, I think November. I kind of started not wanting to be on it anymore. November like of 2020? 2020. Yeah. Okay. And 2020, that's a whole nother story because I was freaked out the whole time because I was on lockdown because my immune system is, is suppressed. I still got COVID. So that was a treat. And my wife was very upset because we did everything we were supposed to do. And I still got COVID somehow. So uh, it wasn't horribly bad, but it was not fun. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't understand why people they, they rely so much on the, on the medicine side of things because it's going to fix it. And I, it, it takes work. It takes a lot of work to, you know, get up early, eat right, 
and do those things. But the outcome is why wouldn't you, even if you don't get off your medicines, if it helps you that much more, why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't trying to be a jerk because when you said the depression aspect, I've been there. Yeah. I have had depression. I have had anxiety. I've been in the dumps and I respect that people have that. Yep. But even in the throes of that, it may, it basically makes me sad. I'm not judging anyone who's yeah. like, well, this is just who I am, but it makes me so sad that we just, we're just going to accept this and it's yeah. so, it can be so much better. And it, it's it can. to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's where I was at. I accepted it. I have this disease. My wife and I had this t- discussion many times. This is the new norm. This is the way it's going to be. Um, and, you know, I guess looking back, I relied so much on the input from the doctors and what they were telling me that I didn't really. And, and part of that's because I didn't look because that's part of my my when I was brought up, my parents thought, you know, meditation and, and stuff like that is just all hippie hippie BS, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, are you kidding me? This is amazing. You know, learning how to control your mind, calm it down, breathe, mm-hmm. you know, breath is, if we don't breathe, it's, we have to do it. Mm-hmm. There's so much power in breath that you can change your life through it. You know, there's countless stories I've read of people changing their life just through the meditation process and breathing and calming your monkey mind, you know, that's going a thousand miles an hour. And, you know, that could have been part of this whole onset of Crohn's disease. I was a stressful person. Sometimes I got angry because it wasn't going the right way. And it's like, nah, just chill out. You know, you don't need to stress over this. You have no control over it. Why am I worrying about it? Now that's my mindset. It's like, I have no control over that. I just need to let it go. Mm -hmm. Can't put my energy there, but you have all these things you got to do. You're focused on the things you didn't get done. But if you'd stop and look and look at what you did accomplish is quite a, quite a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The stuff will still be there tomorrow. The other problems. Mm-hmm. And you just tackle those and take them on as they come. Bit by bit. So you yeah. really cleaned up your lifestyle. Obviously you changed your diet. You changed you exercising, meditation, breathing exercises. What about the body burden from the everyday average toxins like you cleaning up what your your products you're using in your home or because we focus a lot on eating well and i totally respect that but we also have to think about the stuff we absorb around us so did you change that as well yes yeah we we use toxin free chemicals um my wife works for a company called pure haven mm-hmm. and we have that throughout our house cleaning uh hair care shampoos all kinds of stuff. And it, it's absolutely amazing. The surface cleaner that I'm going to tell you right now is the best stuff in the world. <laughs> the surface cleaner was my product crush. And I will, t- and I've, we've talked Pure Haven on this show before, but I will tell people I never even used anything other than the surface cleaner because it smelled so good. I knew yep. everything else wasn't going to work because, you know, who uses a, a, a deodorant that's natural that works? Well, this one does, but that's the only thing I used because I fell in love with the smell. Yep. And the, the crazy thing is, I was using just regular, you know, uh, old spice deodorant. My wife's like, Hey, try this. I'm like, ah, it's kind of weird. You know, I never go back because I was having, you know, my armpits would break out never again. Mm-hmm. And now it's to the point where now if I skip a day, sometimes it doesn't even, I don't even stink. It, it's totally crazy. I hear a lot of people say that. And here's my question. When you put the deodorant on, do you, you put it on and then rub it in or do you just put it on? I just put it on and go. 
I'm I a started guy. rubbing it in. Someone told me to really? rub it in and that actually works better. And then other people will say, well, I don't like that. I still sweat. And I say, you're supposed to sweat. Yes. Your body was made to sweat. So I've been outside. It's been very hot. I am sweating. Like I'm wearing tank tops. No one can see the sweat, but I don't smell. So I don't really care that I have wet armpits because yeah, no, that's, that's detoxing. Just, if you're outside and it's hot, you're going to sweat. That's all there is to it. If you're running, you're riding a bike, you're going to sweat. It's not a big deal, but I mean, not, and, and the whole armpit breaking out thing went away, like within a week. I'm like, Whoa, this is crazy. This is, this is really amazing. And then, you know, I've got like two bottles down in my garage. I used to clean everything down there doors or whatever. It's amazing stuff. So, I mean, you know, cleaning up what you put in your body is, is important, but also the toxins that are in chemicals and cleaners, it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. Your skin absorbs stuff you inhale stuff yeah the cleaner you can live i think the the better your life is going to be it's gonna it just helps absolutely i love it i love that you have found what works for you and how you can live your best life and i really truly hope that people listening to this are going to take a little nugget out of there uh, out of our conversation and find what can truly help them so i'm going to put uh, Crohn's walk information. Cause I heard you mention that yep. you also talked about an oxygen advantage book that you're reading. So I want to yeah, put and don't, and don't forget Wim Hof. That is like, the key that's on the to- top of the list, list is Wim Hof. So if there's anything yeah. else that you think is really important for me to list, I want you to uh, let me know so we can make sure that people um, are able to find this information because you never know, maybe two two of those three things are really going to help. Maybe one of those things would really help. Maybe just being on the Crohn's walk to help encourage people, you know, we don't, we can't do better if we don't know better and sharing is caring. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. And is there anything else or any advice that you can give to people that might be in the beginning stages or even in the middle stages of having Crohn's? I think, I think the most important thing is to always keep fighting, keep the, keep fighting every day because depression can become pretty overpowering and and overwhelming and you feel basically like there's no end in sight and there's no reason worth, you know, keeping up the rest of your life dealing with this pain all the time, but Mm -hmm. keep fighting, read, educate yourself, read books, find something that works for you. It may not, you know, what I've done may not work for everybody, but there's gotta be something out there that works for, for you that makes either, either go away or it helps it you know, become less of a, of a problem in your life. So just keep fighting, stay strong and be happy. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback. So ratings and reviews are appreciated.